I just need to prove I have I have taken this role on, and I need to not make a fool out of myself. Dear God, just let me be average and just go home. Just let me just coast. Yeah. Welcome to The Loop. Dylan, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Good. A little coffee in me. Replaced a sink faucet this morning. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a leadership topic, yeah. right? Uh, I'm feeling good as well. I have coffee in me as well. Caffeinated. You're going decaf. <sighs> decaf. Right? Yeah. That's all yeah. right. Hey, no shame. So today okay. we're talking about being a, a first-time manager. Yeah. If you're a manager, you've been a first-time manager at one point, right? We've all been there. <sighs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I would have rather just skipped that point and immediately been an established professional. Yeah. 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 What was your... Um, well, I'll, I'll let you drive because I feel like you've got a better drive. I was going to ask you what your first-time manager experience was, but please, go ahead. Uh, well, since you've turned it over to me, um, I'm going to ask you, what was your first-time leadership experience? Wow, great minds. Um like that delegation just defer yes yeah yeah uh delegation there you go um my first time my first time leadership my first time manager experience um was a very much um hey you (laughs) we need we we need to we need to fill a spot um you've been here for a while and you seem good at what you do so uh you'd be uh, as good as any um it was a a job that i had no experience doing uh, or sorry, um, no business doing. Maybe is the better <laughs> is the better uh, answer. Um, I was I was working in New York City. I was working in Midtown Manhattan at a theme restaurant. I was I think I was twenty when I started the job as a waiter. Um, it was a theme restaurant. I went up to New York to like get into acting and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, a theme restaurant. There's act. You can like be a character while you're waiting tables. Well, this wasn't that kind of place. Um, you either we're an actor or you waited tables and I needed money right away. So I said, I'll wait tables. Um, and did that for about, I don't know, six to eight months, I think. And then a a management position came open. Um, they said, Hey, you're, you're personable and you seem to get stuff done and you keep your nose down and do your work. And, um, so would you like to take a management position? And I said, well, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know any better. So (laughs) why why not? Is there more money? (laughs) Sure. No, not really. I mean, what were you doing? Well, that was the thing. It's like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, when you're waiting tables in Midtown Manhattan, you're making pretty good money. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to see if I could do it. I really wanted to see, can Ooh. I, can I manage? Can I lead? This is going to look good on a resume someday. Um, so, so started for selfish reasons. Started for selfish reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I knew how much of a difference there would be and how much <laughs> I was making. Um, and I also foolishly thought that like, oh, I'll just pick up some shifts when I need to some extra money. That is not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like sending people home so I can take your <laughs> shifts and stuff. Uh, we're, you're cut. I want to take the rest of your section. So, uh, yeah, it was it was truly, it was like, I want to try this. I think I can do this. Let me find out if I can or not or if I'm going to fall flat on my face. And <laughs> what better place to do that than New York City? Yeah. yeah. I, how, how was it in those first couple days especially? 
new on the job. What was it? What was it like? Um, so it was a very high, high demand place. Uh, like I said, it was a midtown Manhattan. It was a five story restaurant technically with, uh, the kitchen in the basement, uh, or offices upstairs, kitchen, in the basement, four stories of service. Um, again, I was, I think I was 21 by the time I was managing and had no business doing it. Like was, was very much like, okay, I have to kind of just like keep, keep going. Like if you, if you just keep going, you don't have time to stop and, and think about like, oh my God, how, can I do this? Am I failing? Yeah. Um, you just kind of push through. Um, the first, the first uh, I guess the first few days or the first week or so, um, it was just, I think, just terror. Just like fear of like, what's going to happen when a table walks out? Or what's going to happen when there's an irate oh drunk person at the bar or something? Yeah. Or what's going to happen when somebody hurts themselves in our restaurant trips falls down the stairs or something yeah. what's going to happen and then over time you've realized well you'll figure it out when that happens you know yeah. what I mean? you'll figure it out i don't know but but you have that existential dread of i'm it yeah like nothing can go yeah there's nobody else i can call yeah. like everybody's gonna call me yep. if they can't figure it out right so you gotta figure it out yeah yeah that is terrifying how about how about you what was your first uh, yeah experience um so my first uh time being a manager i was uh working at the school district where um you and i first met yeah and i was involved at with like our network you know administration i was doing some stuff with our applications and the boss over me at the time uh there was an opening prior boss left and he pulls me in and he says hey i want you to manage this one person one person How hard you can do that yeah. yeah um and i went okay great and i very much was hearing dollar signs i was hearing the responsibility i'm a very competitive person and uh so i, I asked you the question about oh for selfish reasons because that's why i did it yeah um i i wanted that challenge um there's also something not to derail too hard here um but i think everybody wants to manage until they do um yeah. Because it's something that as an individual contributor, I had so many complaints about my leadership and bosses and why would you why would you do this? Um, anyway, we'll get to that in a, in a bit. So I was like, absolutely sign me up. I can do this better. Uh, first week on the job, <laughs> uh, I could tell that the one employee I had was kind of testing me and pushing my limits and... I think there was some, like, I should be in this position, not you. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I, I think there was some of that. Uh, so after a week, I literally went back to my boss and I said, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm happy here. Just give me my old job back. Hire somebody else to be the manager. I'm done. And his response, uh, full response was no. <laughs> like, no. What do you, what do you mean no? Yeah. He's like, no. I'm not, I'm not letting you, you have to figure it out. How do I figure it out? Uh, so that was, that was super stressful. Um, that was how I was unceremoniously just kind of dumped into leadership. Yeah. Um, and for me, that first several months was torture. Like I did not enjoy it. I thought I had made the worst decision ever. Um, it was, it was rough. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared for but the I guess uh, dimensions between the pressures an employee can exert 
up on you while still having the pressures of a boss above you pushing sure, down sure. and just being caught in between a vice. Mm. I, I'm, uh, it's funny, as you were saying that your boss said no, I was also wondering how much of my willingness to say yes, I'll do it, was the fear of not knowing if I could say no. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you want to manage this? Uh, I think I have to. Because what if you say no as the, as the, yeah. as the ASCII and it's like, well, then you have to leave altogether. <laughs> like, you know, um, but like yeah, you're being proposed to like, I can't <laughs> yeah, say no at this point yeah. or I'm out on my, on, on the street. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, no, you have to keep doing it. Cause then it's the, the, the choice is yours now. Mm-hmm. Do I keep doing this and figure it out or do I just leave? Cause obviously yeah. I can't go back to what I was doing before. He's not letting me. Right. So do I leave? Did you think about just like, oh, oh, absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, do I go get another job? Yeah. But you figured it out. I figured it out. Yeah. Figured it out. But I I think even uh, leadership has always kind of been this up, down journey. And that's kind of what I want to start talking about is, uh, you know, there's there's so many specific things about leadership that are relevant and we should talk about it. Um, But I kind of want to start talking about the emotional side and the personal stress management side of being a first-time leader because I think I spent so much time as a newbie worrying about like all the things I should say and how I should do all these specific items but I had so much stress going on in the background and I was being my own worst enemy so much that I think Mm. it made it harder for me to focus so I I kind of want to start there yeah that emotional impact please yeah let's do it um oh I'm glad we're sober for this one. Um, (laughs) I think, and you you and I have both talked about this. So I guess the first thing I want any first time manager to know is that you will have feelings of Mm self-doubt. And for me, that has never gone away. Yeah. Like I said up top, I still feel as qualified as I did at the time when I said, and qualified, I mean, please know that I mean like mentally prepared to handle, as you said, stress, uh, conflict you know, trouble employees, whatever it is. Um, I still feel as prepared for those things. Obviously you gain experience on like how to do the job and how to, you know, the, the ins and outs of, of, you know, keeping the lights on as we talked about in in (laughs) earlier episodes. Um, but yeah, you, you will that, I don't know if it's, it's probably a little bit of imposter syndrome or just a little bit of just doubt of like, should I be doing this? Why me? You know, um, is there somebody else that could do this job better than me? Do they work with me for me in another department? You know what I mean? All of those, all of those questions creep in. Uh, see, and I think that specifically, uh, I I don't think I know that my biggest challenge as a first time leader was dealing with other people's perception. uh, Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, both jealousy of wanting, thinking that they should have gotten the position that I got. Yeah. And people who were like, I don't want to manage. That's fine. You have your fun. But they couldn't separate from, well, this used to be the guy I could tell to go mm. F off mm-hmm. or like, you know, crack a, you know, a joke with it's super casual or, or outside of the workplace. And they, they couldn't turn that off and go, Ooh, I've got to, I've got to be a little sharper now. Yeah. I actually have kind of a funny story about that. Uh, I so was put into this leadership 
position. It was kind of a weird dynamic. Again, I only had one employee, but there's also kind of like dotted lines from other people that got added without mm-hmm. an official. Yeah. You know about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're like managing kind of laterally or like to other, depa- other yes. areas of the department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And we had a a a project, a, a thing going on. And my boss said, hey, I like you need to go walk in the room and like tell everybody this. Like, hey, we need you to do blank. And it was going to be this big, big communication to the room where all of the employees were. And so I walk in and I start saying my spiel and I was immediately awkward. (laughs) I've done public speaking. Like that wasn't the issue. It was like, these were people that I had a different relationship with. And 48 hours later or whatever it was, I'm supposed to have this altered. You're their superior. Right. Right. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I walk in, I'm, I'm saying my spiel and one of my, uh, friends, still my friend to this day, uh, but I said my spiel and he goes, shut up. (laughs) And like, as a friend, that's fine. It's super funny. Like we, we had that type of relationship. The problem was, is my boss was in the room for it. Uh And so my friend says, shut up. And I didn't know how to react. I freaked out. So boss pulls me into the hallway like briefly, like awkwardly, we just stopped. He's like, come here. And like pulls just me out. And he goes, you need to go grab him. The person who said, shut up yeah. right now. And you need to go pull them into an office right now and tell them that that is not acceptable behavior. Yeah. And I like the blood went out of and my you said, face. Shut up. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wanted to. And so he literally like sent me back in there. And now in front of the whole room, I had to go up. Uh, I need to talk to you. It, like voice cracking, you know? Anyway, so we walk out, we go into the office. But also, everyone in that room knows that you just got a talking to, yes. so that immediately like undercuts your, yeah. That's, it was, ugh, that's, that's rough. It was, it was awful. It was <laughs> terrible. And so I went and talked to friend and I mean, I started professional and he was like, I get it. Like, we're good. Yeah. I'll talk to you after work. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Thanks man. You know, it was, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but, but those relationships, uh, exist or existed. And I think that is so tough because I think most first time managers, just like you and I are already at an organization doing an individual contributor role. You're doing a good job at it or for whatever reason, somebody's like, eh, we're going to you know throw you in there. And so you have to be ready to deal with those emotions that uh, from relationships you've already formed. Yeah, that's tricky. Especially especially if they are truly a friend, like outside of work, right? Oh. I mean, if it's just somebody that you've worked alongside of and they've seen you, they've seen you on your good days and they get why, you, why you've been put in that position, but they've also seen you on your crappy days when you're a little late or a little testy or a, a whatever. And then they go, this guy's, this guy shouldn't be doing this or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's, there's an interesting line there with a friend, but at least like you said, with a friend, you can, when you do have to pull them aside, there's usually going to be that I get it, yeah. you know, whereas if it's somebody who, who has, uh, you know, worked alongside you for a while and then they're not your friend and then you have to pull them aside they're like, no, you're, you shouldn't be here. You know, you're, yes. you're, I mean, maybe they don't say that, but maybe that's the perception. Uh, yeah. But yeah, relationships, relationships prior and post can be tricky. So I've been in the unfortunate position now a couple times in my career to have to deal with this multiple times. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. I keep putting myself in that position, but 
uh, I think my guidance, my opinion to give to first-time managers to navigate this is I think a direct conversation, a proactive direct conversation is best. That's mm -hmm. how I've had more success um, handling that is, you know, I, I get thrust into a leadership role or somebody who I was friends with maybe from maybe another department gets moved under me. Um, and so now we're kind of, you know, re for we could just kind of bump elbows at the you know coffee machine you know yeah. whatever yeah um is pulling them in like day one day two of you taking over just saying hey you know i know that we've kind of formed a, a friendship um and, you know i don't want to mar that i don't think we have to change anything but you know we're going to figure this out but there are going to be some different things i said and it's not a superior or inferior type of thing it's just simply i need you to be on board with like larger things going on with the team and kind of observe the same decorum that other team members would observe so that everything is fair and on the level right and i've had more success with that um rather than just kind of keeping your head down and hoping hoping that nothing ever happens yeah 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 i don't just... know how have you managed that um, I think I've been lucky in my management jobs, my, my positions, because in the first time management scenario, um, at the restaurant, I was, I was not, I, I was friendly with the people, but I had a girlfriend that did not work at that restaurant. And so like when the shift was over, I went home. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a partier kind of guy, but in a restaurant, that's kind of what you do. You know, you, yeah. you finish the shift and then you all go to the bar down the block and you stay out there. Cause you don't have to be at work until 10 the next morning. If that, um, and I, you know, plus everyone would leave at closing time of uh, close the shift. I'd still have to close up the restaurant. So I'd be there for another couple hours till, you know, 11, 12, one in the morning or whatever. And by that time it's like, ah, I just, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. So yeah. I wasn't, I was friendly with the people, but I wasn't friends enough to where I was like, oh, this is going to be a problem. If something has to, if I have to have a conversation with people yeah. and I did have to have conversations with people and it wasn't a problem because I wasn't tight with those people. Also, I hadn't been in New York long, a, a year at, at most. Um, so I didn't have like a deep connection to really anybody. Yeah. Um, now in my current position, um, I've, I've made closer friends in this position, but I was already a manager or a supervisor at that time. So yeah. I, I've been lucky, I guess, to not be in the position that you were of like truly working side by side with people. And then now I'm, I'm your boss. I, th I think that's true. I think the timeline checks out that one of my closest friends to this day. Yeah, I, I, I hired him. So we were always, we, we were friends very quickly but I was always a supervisor. So that kind of dynamic was always, always established at okay, work. Okay. Okay. I've been lucky. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> I hope it always happens like that. <laughs> I hope that never changes. I think another one of the emotional components that uh, a first time manager you need to brace for, I don't know. I went through this anyway. Uh, well, even uh, this isn't just a first time manager. Cause uh, as I've, you know, gone to different jobs and, and come in as a leader, I always have that stress in my mind of how is my current boss or even just others in the organization comparing, how are they ranking me compared to the old person? That yeah. Was in job? yeah. And I, I think I get way too bothered about that. They say like, you shouldn't care about what people think, but at work, like I really care about like people thinking that you're doing 
good that I'm doing, you know, positive. Yeah. Uh, first of all, and this could be another episode or topic. I don't like the you shouldn't care about what people think because I think if you don't care what people think too much, you are <laughs> you like I don't care what they <laughs> think. True. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I want. I don't care what anybody thinks. Um, but I get the the other side of like not not caring too much about what people think. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I mean, I've worked for you and and with you and everything, and I don't think you have anything to worry about that about like the last person or 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 even um, let's let's take people out of it. Um, how is the team? How is the job now? How is everything running compared to how it was running? And uh, I mean, luckily when we were working together and, and still, I hope, um, you look in, you, you look in the rear view mirror and it's like apocalyptic back there. You're like, man, I can't believe oh gosh, how, yes. how, how rough it was or how, how kind of archaic the, the processes and the policies and things that we were doing were compared to what has happened since I've been in charge or what's happened since I've been on the team or helping to make decisions and grow the team and develop and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm just speaking personally. Yes, I, I see that that is a, a definite thing that someone could get bogged down with. But if I can yeah. uh, help you to rest easy, uh, <laughs> you, you did fine as far as uh, where, where you were when you were uh, leading uh, at that position and, and what, what came before you well, uh, night and day. Thank you. But still, just moving into other positions, other organizations. Sure. I don't know. That's just that's always been a stress that I carry with me. Um, I don't know. Well, so you also, if we can, and please do not let me derail too much from your your uh, your course here, but you have a unique uh, experience that I have, do not have. In both of my management positions, I came from kind of bottom up, kind of boots on the ground, first you know, first tier of of support or or um, or service or whatever, and then being promoted from within. Yeah. Whereas you have now gone into a position where you started as a manager, right? Yeah. What's that like? What's so? What's it? I guess the question is, what's it like being a first time at a, a place manager? Not necessarily your first time managing, but it's you're coming in as a manager. Yeah, I I wish like in Spotify you could notate an episode with like a like grammatical English editing where there's like a carrot with like words yeah. inserted. Um, I like these <laughs> subtext items. Um, you know, it's going into those roles after having been. A first-time manager, I have gone in both times pretty, pretty, pretty confident. Maybe, yeah. maybe even a bit cocky. Because it's like I figured out the old place, and I did good there. And so you're like, I'm ready to take on a new challenge. We're gonna, like, I know what I'm doing. We're gonna reforge this, and that's true. But <laughs> when I've done that, it's always been quickly tempered by the reality of um, having to learn a new team mm-hmm. and. So one, there's a couple things. I'll I'll say a couple words about each. Learning a new team, you immediately have the what the hell do you do here? Like why are you employed still? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you wait. You to them or them to you? Uh, not, well, <laughs> you maybe both. Um, but uh, but I definitely have those. Like, dang it, I'm already like taking on baggage and people that I'm like. You probably should have been gone years ago. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, two taking on that. Well, who is my boss, every, every employee has that, but now I also have a, I hope that you trust me enough to do 
things and I need to learn what your style is and what you want from me. Yeah. But I have to learn all my other people's styles and what they want, you know, and it, it just, it becomes a lot. And I worry a lot about that boss relationship. Yeah. Yeah. The other part that as a, uh, first time manager I think gets forgotten a lot and I become more and more mindful of it the higher I've gone in organizations and also the more organizations I've gone to is once you are a manager of a department you do have a direct boss but you also are going to have six or seven other bosses that Mm. are people who are at the same level your boss is yeah or maybe even one level above right um, because there's been multiple times where I'm doing a thing. I've talked to my boss about it. My boss is like, absolutely. Sounds like a great idea. Go <laughs> forth, conquer, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and then that will start and somebody at my boss's level will approach me directly saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Yeah. We don't like that. We don't want that. Um, and so you, uh, just all these dynamics and it's so, yeah. so stressful. Oh, I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, that's, that is, that is rough. That is part of it. But I think to, to, to call back to what you were saying earlier about how did, what, what was the scenario before me? The, who, the, the last guy or the last person, what did they do and how am I being measured up to that? That must be very hard when you don't know, like you, at least in your first time manager position, you saw that, right? You yeah. were there for that. You were there for the last guy or the last system or the last whatever. Going in cold, all you have is hearsay, really. You have, oh, you have you get disgruntled that. people of like, well, the last guy used to do like this. And he didn't know what he was doing. Or you get the opposite of like, that's not the way Steve would have done it. You know what I mean? Yes. And you, sorry, that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is another big portion of it is that uh, conflict of management styles. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's even another component, but you're right. Just the, even if you're the same style, well, they handled it this way. Uh-huh. They let me have my printer. Uh-huh. Why won't you let me have a printer? And, oh, oh sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Trey's like recoiling over here. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I've encountered that quite a bit. The management style piece, I think is a huge part of it. Um, because I, I have a very particular way of operating. And, mm. <laughs> uh, I've at one job I came in and I replaced a very touchy, warm, loving, uh, type of leader. And I am a bit more logical and data focused. Um, and so some people did not like that. I wasn't being just like group hug. Um, and I wanted to like, what do you do? Your numbers suck. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, uh, um, but then I, I've also had other leaders I've come behind that are very uh, uh, hierarchy focused or authoritative. They are very much the like, I know what I want. We are making a decision. We're going forward. You do this. They're very like commanding in presence. And I don't think I'm fully that. A dictator. Either. Yeah. Not a, yeah. And it's, and I think both of those other two can be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, but each time there is that. There, there's, it just produces conflict. Like there's right. no way around it because people are going, well, I knew this and I learned to love or at least tolerate this. And now not only am I learning a new person with new expectations, they're also managing different and they want different things and they don't want me to focus on the things that the old person wanted me to focus on. And now you're dealing with all that trauma and stress yeah. with people. Um, 
I worried about that actually a lot as a first-time manager. I don't know if you did, but because uh, I always hear like there's different leadership styles. And so when I started, I was like, what's my leadership style? I have to, yeah. I have to pick a style. I what's my style? One, How am yeah. I going to style this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that anything for you? Uh, God, I was so young. Um, I, I really don't think I worried about that. I just didn't want to look like an idiot. I didn't want to look incompetent. Like, right. I just want to, I just need to prove I have, I have taken this role on and I need to not make a fool out of myself. Dear God, just let me be average and go just home. Just let me just coast. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was like, let me, let me be just kind of, I, I don't want to, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like I definitely wanted to be good, but I was more worried about, about being bad. Like what, what am I going to do in a crisis scenario? I yeah. wasn't worried about, you know, turning tables over on time or making sure that the, that the, uh, till was evened out at the end of the shift or like, it wasn't stuff like that. It was like when a crisis happens, yeah. what's, what's my leadership style for that? Like, I know I can, I know I can go out and, and calm down a, you know, a, a guest that's been waiting too long on their food or whatever, or, but it was like, if there is a, f- a literal fire, in the kitchen, what do I do then? If we have to evacuate this building, what do I do then? If there is a whatever, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's 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 the style. Like you said, I'm, I'm trying to find my leadership style. That's That was the style I was worried about. What is my style when it comes to, am I going to just cry and call, and call and crawl into the corner and put my hands, with, you know, my head between my legs and just, you know, uh, fold? Or am I going to, you know, rise to the occasion? Um, so I've, I have a list of a couple styles written down. Okay. Uh, the, we get to pick one. The, well, the crying between the legs, <laughs> I don't think fits in any of these. Yeah. So we might, we might have to add a, a fifth one mm-hmm. there. Um, it never happened, but I mean, you know, you never know. You never know. Do, do you mind? We'll, we'll read these. See, yeah. see, see where you register. Sure. I'm yeah. also curious as you hear these, have you changed your style oh, since okay. being a first time manager? Sure. Um, so probably it, admitted just, too. it's just been so long. It was so long ago that I'm like, I'm a different person than I was then. So I hope I'm a better, you know, I'm a different leader or yeah. manager. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I am, uh, stealing these, uh, from a phenomenal book called the first time manager. There's multiple editions. I think you're not going to really go wrong with, with any of them, but I read it. I recommend it as well. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this comes directly from, uh, that book. So they give four management styles four just kind of overarching groups. Uh, there are monopolizers, uh, these managers are very organized and prefer to be in charge of everything all of the time. Yep. They make decisions quickly and stick to them. Uh, my addition to this is I think these are the managers that uh, embody the belief that the perfect is the enemy of the good. Taking some action and going somewhere is better than just overanalyzing and getting stuck in, uh, you know, decision gridlock. Yep. Uh, type two are methodicals. These managers are focused on accuracy. They're usually very predictable and like to take their time with decision-making. Decisions are usually well-researched before they are made. Data people. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is motivators. A motivating manager is someone who is, who is charismatic, creative, and high energy. Motivators usually have great relationships with all team members and are considered fun to be around. Mm-hmm. They're cool. Mm. Um, uh, and finally, number four is mixers. One of the Uh, Key qualities of a mixer manager is that they try to keep the peace. They are dedicated, loyal, sympathetic, and dependable. Okay. Where do you think you started as a first-time manager? Where do I think I started? Um, Probably 
probably the last one. Mixer. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, like you said, I was trying to keep the peace. Me too. I was trying to just make sure everything was okay. Um, I, was, I didn't, I didn't have the, the skill set or the confidence or the whatever to be anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Same. I, I had a feeling that we would both be there and I have a feeling that's where every first time manager Starts. is. Yeah. You want to avoid pitchforks and torches <laughs> and in torches. the streets. Yeah. So you're like, let's just, let's just keep quiet and yeah. make everybody happy. Make everybody feel good. We're not going to introduce conflict. Yeah. That's that's probably a very accurate read. That that's that's where you all start, and then you try to find uh, one of the the first three. So before, are are we gonna say which of the first three we think we are? I, I yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, hang on. So before we do that, so give me the. It was the 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 one word kind of descriptor. Uh, monopolizers, Monopolizer. methodicals, methodicals, motivators, motivators. You guess mine, I'll guess yours. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Because <laughs> you you know the answer, and I think I know the answer for you. Same. Okay. Motivator. Methodical. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. easy. Yeah. hundred percent. One hundred percent. I feel like I don't need to be friends or friendly with everybody, but I do believe, I think you get more, what's the phrase? You get more with honey than lemon juice no you, what uh, is it you you <laughs> catch you catch more you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar vinegar you get more with honey than lemon juice i think I, i'll stick with that um no uh i i think i don't think you necessarily need to like your boss but you have to you have to believe in them right mm. otherwise you're like i don't i don't, don't want to do this i don't want to be here yeah i'm gonna half-ass it or i'm gonna come in and punch the clock and punch the clock out when i'm done and get the bare minimum done fill my quota whatever it is um and i don't want that i want you to i want to i want you to be right there with us you know yeah. and and let's all get this job done together or let's you get your task done together and know why it's important to the team to the the organization the district the whatever um yeah motivation is very important for me do you regret how much time you spent as a mixer hmm do I regret it? Um, like, do you wish you would have gone, let's get over this kumbaya and get to like really building. I don't know I that I could have. And I don't know if at that position, if I ever escaped that, I think, cause I only managed for about a year there. I don't think I ever escaped that. I, I will say what I did. I don't know that I regretted not getting out of that or, or, not getting out of it sooner. I regretted not being able to. So ugh, I'm, I'm, I'm meandering, but the, the thing you talked about earlier that we kind of touched back on about the person before you and how they did yeah. it. The guy before me was a motivator and mm. so charismatic. And so, okay, let me say, you said earlier, the last thing was cool. I am not cool. This guy was cool. <laughs> this guy was super cool. Everybody loved him, but he also was so confident and charismatic that you like, you wanted to work for him. You yeah. wanted like, I gotta, you know, this guy's great and I want to be his favorite employee and whatever. And, and I, I was a manager under him as the, he was like the director of operations, I think was his title. And then when he left, I took his position. So I worked for him as a manager and then became the general manager uh, when he left. And I, I knew from the jump that I was never going to be as charismatic and as cool as him. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was just like, well, if I can just keep the lights on, if I can just 
keep the peace and make sure everything runs all right and the 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 money checks out at the end of the day and we don't have irate customers and blah blah blah. I'm okay with that. Was I jealous that I couldn't be as cool as and and have the troops behind me as this guy was? Sure, yeah. but that wasn't my that was my style. That wasn't my role at the time. It was just to, you know, make sure the the trains run on time. Um, yeah, he was cool. Still is. <laughs> Talked to him a couple of years ago. Still cool. Just as cool. Great guy. Doesn't just make you mad. It it's infuriating. It's infuriating. For me, I I definitely regret how much time I spent as a mixer. And it's it's not like obviously you you know on Monday I was a mixer and on Tuesday I was a monopolizer right you know? right um, but there was elements where I started getting comfortable with you know conflict and kind of becoming more of the management style I am today um, but I held on for for far too long to maintaining the peace mm. uh, and specifically with um, uh, two scenarios one underperforming employees yeah and avoiding conflict with other department leaders. Um, mm. It was just, it was too intimidating. It was too scary. I was too nervous to like risk my own job because what if I make somebody mad and then that turns into all thing. Um, and I, I for far, far, far too long held on to maintain the peace as a part of my style. Yeah. And there, there's a tact in a, in a time. I think we both agree to that like, yeah for sure um but as an overarching style you're just the peace maintainer i spent too long there yeah but i, I don't know as a first-time manager that i uh, you said it already but i i agree i don't think you could start as any of the other three and if you did i think you'd do it really wrong yeah you kind of have to just sit back and absorb for mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. figure out how you do how you do it what you do and how you do it yeah yeah but don't let yourself get stuck there. Yeah. Do you, um, do you long for, or, and I'm sure we all have elements of each of the other roles, right? It's not, you're not just like one size fit, you know, it's, it's just this and I have no other overlap, but do you wish you were more adept in any of the other? Yes. Categories. Yes. Which one? I mean, do you, all do you, of them, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a lame answer. Going to be the monopolizer? It depends. It's it, you know, I've I've had multiple leaders that I'll see them in their element. They're giving a presentation. They're working the room, or maybe we're in like a larger group meeting with like the whole leadership team and seeing somebody who is a monopolizer who they are confident, they are direct. Like if somebody issues a challenge, they seem to just very confidently without being demeaning uh, they they just command a room with their very presence it's like how do you how do you do that like yeah i want to be able to walk and then i also have people that are um very charismatic like i i want to be that charismatic like i want to be able to you know cut jokes i'm horrible at small talk yeah miserable and i i wish i just had some of those elements because it would make it easier to get through um I feel like a diesel engine. Like it's very hard for me to get started. Like mm, a conversation yeah. is very rough. But if the conversation's going, then it's like, oh, we can go all day. Let's right, you know. right. Um, but the charismatic people seem to they can get to that meet so easily because they can crack through those they just they build that trust so quick. Yeah. And I don't think I can build trust as quick as as a uh a motivator can. Hmm. 
I want it all, Trey. I just want to be the perfect leader. No, I mean, that's why I asked the question, because I feel the same way. I, I, I don't I don't want to go back to a, a peacekeeper, although I do think there are elements of, of my style now that are very much like, all right, let's let's not ruffle any feathers too much. But sometimes I want to burn the whole thing down, um, which is 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 uh, that's that's new. That's something that's that I've developed over the past few years. Where I'm just like, okay, we we I'm I'm not uh, I'm definitely going the opposite way of peace, peacekeeper, um, but um, methodical, methodical really. I I think again, it's perception. Um, I think to on a lateral sense and up other managers and other departments and up, I want to be seen as competent and, and not calculating calculated, but still like very, you know, uh, methodical. Um, and so that, so in those roles or in those conversations and meetings and whatever, um, in those groups, I try to maybe turn that up a little bit. Mm. Um, because I, I want to be taken seriously, right? Like, I, I know that my team and my department or whatever, I, I want to be the motivator, the the person who's like, hey, guys, we're all in this together. But right. some people see that as like, I don't I want to say a weakness, but like some people want to see you being kind of mm-hmm. methodical and calculated and cold and almost and, and rigid. And, and um, I don't have that in me all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, it only kind of turns up when I get, I don't know, back against the wall kind of scenario. I don't know. I will say, I don't want to get into a full on hiring discussion because that's a, that's a whole episode, but sure. do you, I, I find that I hire, I tend to hire people who seem to speak more to my management style. Yes. You agree with that? True. Yes. Uh, let the next person uh, deal with it if they're not, if they don't work with the next manager. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's also something that's a first time manager to keep in mind is that you haven't really established your style mm-hmm. and whoever's doing it before you had one. And so some of the personalities you're going to have to deal with vibe more with the style of the previous leader. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hire the people that mm-hmm. most likely, maybe you hire a few uh, after you get brought on, but yeah, you're kind of left with uh, what the last guy hired, and yeah, if if that conflicts with your style, that can be that can be a problem. Which maybe is part of why a lot of first time managers are peacekeepers. We're not trying to, yes, you know, piss off the old people, the old regime, um, and you don't want to, you know, upset any apple carts. But um, yeah, I think that lends itself to why peace, yeah. peace peacekeeper peacemaker um, is is so easy to fall into so early. Yeah. I I want to talk a bit about, I, I realized I kind of skipped past it earlier when we were talking about some of the just emotions and stress, because I, I really want to dig into that, because throughout my career, and especially uh, early on as a manager, uh, I did not have good mechanisms to cope with stress or work-life balance. Mm. And I, I really want people out there going through first time manager, maybe you're an established manager and you're still struggling with it to know that they're not alone. And maybe here's some like tactics for how, you know, we've coped with it. And by no means do I think I'm an expert at this subject, but um, for me, I I first started managing and I just bullied myself. He was like, everything I'm doing is wrong, which was probably true, but you got to find some, got to find some bright spots. Um, I was working a ton 
Like just, mm-hmm. I was trying to get ahead of everything. So work-life balance went out the window, you know, personal relationships then uh, with friends, family, whatever is diminished because you're putting so much more time into work. And it kind of just became an all-consuming thing. And one of the like few outlets I found was uh, like eating. Like I gained a ton of weight when I first started really? managing. Yes. So much so that uh, our mutual boss at one point uh, pulled me in and was like, Hey, you gained a lot of weight. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> oh I was like, God. oh my gosh. Now, thankfully, he had gotten to really know me and we had a very good relationship because I yeah. think anybody else I would have, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of a like uh, uh, one, uh, one tender moment where it was like, take care of yourself. Like, find find a different outlet. Like, you know. Um, but I should be thankful that he hasn't pulled me aside then yet because <laughs> there's no way I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. For for me, I mean, truly just... just uh, Figuring out how to how to find the wins that were going on and how to establish um, um, uh, better habits was something that I didn't have to deal with when I wasn't a manager. Not to this extent. And when I became a manager, it truly took me a long, long time. And I still struggle with it. Yeah. I've gotten better. But uh, you you need to know that going in. It's not just about the work. I mean, it is. But know that there's going to be personal impacts too oh, yeah. that you need to you need to prepare for. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Am I alone? Am I? No, no, no. I I still struggle with work life balance. Um, and I've gotten better. I've certainly gotten better. Um, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And I we were talking about kind of jealousy. I was talking about jealousy earlier. I was really jealous a few years ago with colleagues who like have a had the ability and still do have the ability to draw the line of like, no, it is five o'clock. I will not be checking email. Like, first of all, how do you do that? I don't know. I yes. like not only for the job, but for just, I don't know. Like I just, I personally don't have the ability to not have my phone on me. And I'm sure I could turn notifications off and I could put it in my phone in another sure. room and everything. But but then what if I miss something? What if something <laughs> exactly. happens? Um, yes. And maybe it's the paranoia and the fear that, that I've never let go of. But um, yeah, I, I, I envy I envy those people or I, I respect that. But I also know that that's, that's not me. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder though how many managers actually have that. That mm. true, I'm not answering emails after five o'clock. I'm not picking up the phone after five o'clock because I kind of think you can't in that position. I will admit the people that I'm, that I'm thinking of or talking about that have that firm line in the sand don't have, they're, they're not leading a team. They're not responsible for those kind of things. Um, so I'm wondering, I, I, I'd be curious of other managers, what, what their work-life balance is like. Yeah. Have you gotten better at it over the years? I'm sure. Uh, here's what I've gotten better at. I've gotten better at reclaiming time mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. So things are going to happen. Yep. Uh, your employees are going to suddenly get sick or have an emergency early in the morning, late at night. Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's work-related. And so, like, no matter what you do, like, you're going to have to check emails and take phone calls after 5 o'clock. Um, what I've gotten better at is, okay, we had this big spike. Something's happening. We're going to get through it. I'm taking Monday off. 
you know, or, oh, oh, or I'm nice. going to go home early on, on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Um, certainly not an end all be all. Cause sometimes you just have so much going on. So you're like, yeah, you I'm, I'm going to take time. I, I remember, remember there was that big thing, but like it's <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, that's been my answer. I am awful. I don't know if that's a cultural thing or a manager thing, but I, I, Every notification on my phone. If the notification goes off, I have to check my phone. Yep. What's going on? What's yep. what's that email? Oh, oh, that email's nothing. Oh my gosh, this person sent an email. It looks kind of scary. They said something mean. What it, what was the mean thing that they said? And then I just I like dwell on it. Well, now how do I respond to it? My whole evening is ruined. And so I've I've phone wise, I've actually started taking a couple nights. I don't do it all the time, where I will I will get home and I'll just put my phone somewhere else. Yeah, I'm starting to not keep my phone on me all the time. I quit wearing my smartwatch. <laughs> I was going to say, but then your watch, yeah, because I I would be on one on ones with employees even, and I couldn't stay focused because I'd get a bus. What's the bus? Let me just read the thing real quick. But it's very distracting them. Home, friends, whatever. You know, I check my watch because an email came in. And, oh, do you need to go? No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm I'm here. I just wanted to read this. But you're sending two different messages yeah. are you here or are you in your phone are you still yeah. at work um so I'm, I'm trying to enact some of those things and in, in drawing those boundaries um um i've also told people that like after five o'clock you know uh if you need me you call, call. me yeah uh, because I'm intentionally going to turn off like my email notifications my team's notifications you know i'm gonna put this away y'all can chat do whatever else you got going on send a couple emails but know that if it's something important calling me is so i think being clear about how you want to be communicated with too yeah yeah because you can you can mess things up and set a precedent of like oh i can always get a hold of them at eight o'clock at night <laughs> um i've gotten better at at, pre, at prioritizing because i used to be in the habit of i let's say after work i get five emails i used to go like i can take care of all of these right now yeah i can answer all of these right now uh, or in, you know, in the next 30 minutes, you know, regardless of priority, regardless of urgency, regardless of whatever. Now I've gotten better about like going, okay, I need to respond to this one tonight because this, this is something that, you know, clearly the, the concern that's coming from this email is urgent. And at least in this person's mind, it's not for me, but let me go ahead and set their mind at ease with a quick response or whatever. Yeah. And I, these other four can wait until tomorrow morning. That's I used good. to not do that. I used to go like, I'll just go ahead. I can. So why, why, why don't I, you know, yeah. I can, I can, this is a two line response. This is easy. Um, but I, I've, I've learned that I'm getting better at, I can do this tomorrow morning. Yeah. You know? Um, cause yeah, you don't want, you want to be available, but not too available. This goes for my relationship advice as well. Um, that's why I'm single. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's why I'm single. Um, but, uh, yeah, because if, you, if you're too available, then people expect you to be mm -hmm. during the day, after hours, on the weekends. They expect it, that phone rings, and you're going to pick it up. Um, I've, gotten, I've gotten better about that. I've also gotten better of, of drawing the line of, if you call me uh, and I don't answer, you and you don't leave a message, you do not get a call back. Yeah. If you don't say, here's why I called, I'm going to assume it's not urgent, or you figured it out yourself. Yep. Uh, and I'm not returning your call. Um, I've gotten anyway. better about that too. Yeah. I, I quit jumping at the first text or the first, first phone call. Yeah. Because so many times you, you jump on it and then 10 minutes later it's resolved. Yep. It's like, let's, let's give this a minute. Yeah. You call back and they're like, I figured it out. Okay. Well, but while I got you on the phone. Uh, oh here's my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, 
don't know if you've got anything else, but we've spent quite a bit on the emotional, psychological aspect of being a first-time manager. I think it's great, but I've got a lot to say on practical guidelines. I think we're going to have to break this out to a part two. Yeah. Should we come back for a, for a second, a, a, a first-time manager's second second time around? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that? We'll, we'll workshop the title. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Well, I do, as part of our quote segment. Yes. I think I have a good one lined up for this. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, so here, here's the quote. I suppose leadership at one time meant muscles, but today it means getting along with people. I suppose, hang on. I suppose leadership at one time meant muscles. Yep. But, but today it means getting along with people. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? Who is that from? See, I'm wondering if this is like an, uh, I'm thinking either athlete or dictator. Yeah, yeah. Because like I think I think what they're trying to say is leadership used to be about uh, power. Like think uh-huh. like old, like I don't know, sixteen hundreds earlier type of time where it was like the people in charge were like commanded armies and I don't know mafia. Oh yeah, that yeah that could be. I, I immediately went to like someone in the WWE or something. But also, how is muscle spelt? Could this be a ship captain? Um, uh, ooh. Oh, a fisherman. Uh, no, no, it's, it's like oh, okay. M-U-S-C-L-E-S. <laughs> okay, never mind that. Uh, so it's definitely not a sea captain. Um, yeah, I don't know why for some reason I, I immediately went to like uh, like bodybuilder or <gasps> what if it's Arnold Schwarzenegger because he was pr- he was a governor. I, I was literally just about to say, uh, so uh, for, for the listeners, basically the way this is set up is we have a channel with all of these numbered quotes in it that mm. Trey and I can see the quotes. But the uh, person who said the quote is blacked out in like spoiler tags. Yes. Um, so we have no idea who this is. But as a hint, uh, the spoiler tag is really long. This is not a short name. <laughs> okay. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. It could be. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, oh, oh, heavens. Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I don't okay. think Stalin said it, but and 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 let's hear it one more time. I suppose I used to think I suppose leadership at one time meant muscles, but today it means getting along with people. Locked yeah, in. I am locking in Schwarzenegger. Here we go. Oh my gosh, Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> wow, really? Also, you know, way off. Really long. Yeah. Mahatma Gandhi, Indian lawyer and political ethicist, nonviolent civil rights activist. Same as same uh, amount of letters as Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Spot on. <laughs> so we now have learned we cannot trust the length of the black yeah. spoiler tag. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one out from from now on. Because it, it will also include their title. Um, so what, we're 0 for, 0 for 2 now? 0 for, 0 for 2. 2. Great. I don't think we're going to win any of these. We're not going to get any of these. No. These are good quotes. Uh, what do you think he meant by that, though? He's not <sighs> a strong guy. But maybe he meant like in world leadership, like the strength of your, well, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think I think you're onto it, because especially with him being as uh, politically active as he was, a nonviolent mm-hmm. civil rights activist, of course he's talking about muscles and power. Yeah. Um, I think he is. I think he's talking about, um, uh, he's he's talking to the monopolizers mm-hmm. of, of the world, of, of those management styles that they just, they lead through aggression and pushing forward. Um, so that's my take is he's like, you used to do it by just strong arming what you wanted and being the most powerful person in the room. Um, but nowadays you do it by motivating 
mass amounts of people and knowing the people and letting the people kind of this grassroots upward. So because we're talking about, um, or we talked about kind of growth or changing style from one to the other, do you think that specific quote not only applies to eh, back in the day, it used to be about, you know, strength and, and bombs and whatever. And now it's about getting along with your neighbor, but also it could apply to just like when I was a first time manager, it was about, you know, it was about this. And now it's about, um, yeah, you know, diplomacy and you know, all of that stuff. Um, I think, that, I think that could apply to a, a personal journey and not just a, you know, a journey through time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's spot on that you, you were one thing, you're a different thing today, just like the both of us. Yeah. I think that absolutely calls, calls home back to that, back to that idea. Don't, don't be afraid to change. Yeah. It's scary, but you get there. You get scary, but you get there. Yeah. That should be the <laughs> tagline for this episode. First time <laughs> managers. It's scary, but you get there. At least you hope to. All right. Well, do we want to call it and, and, and revisit this in a, in a future episode about uh, about the practicality of a first-time manager? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Well, then we will see you next time. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media tags, uh, the Loop Leadership Podcast. We're going to have to re-edit this because this isn't right. Um, don't forget to follow us on our social medias that we set up top, whatever they are. Hang on. Stand I by. love that you just went with it. With- <laughs> I figured if I, this is my management style, if I keep talking, uh, uh, something will come. Um, hang on. We're going to do this right. We have a socials channel and it is. Is it just loop leadership? Maybe. Okay, I was tagged on Instagram. I should use that. I'm on LinkedIn. So this is perfect. This is bad. Whatever it is, it's the same on everything, right? Yes. I got At it. Loop Leadership Podcast. Got it was it. right. Damn it. We can still <laughs> use it. No. Um... Okay, I'll try it again. Okay. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Until next time, uh, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, at Loop Leadership Podcast uh, for any episode updates, new things that we're posting there, uh, and we will see you next time. Ciao. Ciao. I'll edit that out. (laughs) Or maybe I won't. Um, Nope, I'm going to do it again. Because okay. I think we should. Well, tell me what you think about this. All right. Well, then, until next time, uh, be sure to follow us at our socials, Instagram and LinkedIn at Loop Leadership Podcast uh, for any changes, updates, new content, things, and pictures, and all kinds of stuff that we have posted there. Um, and until next time, stay in the loop. <laughs>